0: Welcome to Sector Head Spotlight. I'm your host, Robert McGrordy. We're about to review the background and process of a Hedgeye Sector Head, as well as discuss some specific key themes pertinent to today's market conditions. If you'd like to learn more about their research, go to hedgeye.com forward slash research to subscribe. Now, let's dive into this episode. Good morning, Hedgeye Nation. It is the third episode of Sector Head Spotlight. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of having our retail head, Brian McGough, join me live from the Hedgeye studio. Uh, I am home. It's a short week, so I, uh, I I didn't have to travel to the studio, Brian. So unfortunately, we're not doing this face-to-face. Uh, however, uh, I, I believe I'll see you in Miami next week, which, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun for the Hedgeye regional event.
1: That's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah. So um, fun fact, Brian, in high school, senior year, I won uh, the Best Dressed award. Uh, however, in the hedge eye office, I think you absolutely, hands down, uh, win that award, buddy. Uh, so it's very on brand that the retail head <laughs> is the best dressed in the office. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to get that out there for everybody because you know, you know, on the call they only kind of see the upper half of your of your of your of your body, right? And uh, well, the shoe I game have a very is fire. And,
1: sneaker game.
0: Oh yeah, the shoe game is absolutely fire, Hedgeye Nation. It is absolutely on point, and uh, and I know you tip your cap to um one of your your new additions to the team for really amping up your game. Um, but it's it's a brilliant team that you have as well.
1: My team is amazing. It's the best at Hedgeye, and I'm proud of it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, speaking of which, in in regards to to hedge I, I think you know the way that we've been doing a lot of these conversations, Brian, is sort of starting with the, a bit of the background. Again, we don't need to get into uh, you know post postgrad grad to today, but really, uh, you know, just I think it's a lot. It's, there's some fun, cool stories about how you, you kind of you and keith met um and and certainly you know i know you've shared a, a comment about how you turned around and, and you're driving driving i forget where you're driving to but uh you end up driving around and end up to, you know meeting with keith and and basically saying goodbye to uh, old wall so hi robert mcgrordy here director of subscriber development at hedgeye hope you're enjoying our podcast start generating alpha with our suite of sector pro investing research products Dive deep into retail, industrials, technology, and everything in between with exclusive access to the sharpest analysts and actionable ideas on Wall Street. Go to Hedgeye.com forward slash research to subscribe. Enjoy the rest of this episode. We'd love to just for you to share a bit of those, you know, kind of your beginning here at Hedgeye because I... yeah, I'm not sure many know that you're actually a co-founder, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am a co-founder of Hedgeye, I've been here 15 years, so, you know, I, I started on Wall Street back in 1994, so I'm going on my uh, 30th year here, um, and um, I started for the most part at Morgan Stanley, I was there for about a decade. And then, uh, like most uh, aspiring analysts, I was poached by a hedge fund, Copper Arch Capital, and I was there for uh, a couple of years. Um, And then I realized I just didn't like it. I didn't like being on the buy side. It's a very different job, and it's one that I just wasn't thrilled with. I wasn't excited to go in every day. At that point, I was offered a job at Nike to go run investor relations and then uh, to go work in strategic planning, which was probably one of the best jobs of my career. That that is like a dream job. And for personal reasons, I had to move back from Oregon, but that led me to Hedgeye. And there was a couple of companies that were courting me at the time to come and, you know, start a retail franchise. And there's one person on the street who I really, truly trust his opinion about, you know, jobs and, you know, very big overall decisions. And one of those is Keith. So I was driving to go meet with these guys one day um, to go, uh, and talk about this, this job at this new research firm, which mind you now no longer exists. Um, and I ran it past Keith and he told me, Brian, I need you to Turn your car around, come over to my house, and we got to talk. So we did that. I, I did that. I took that next exit. I went right around, and I went over to his house, and it was Keith and Michael Bloom. And we sat there for about 12 hours with a whiteboard, and we just started whiteboarding Hedgeye. Um, and did that over the course of a couple of weeks, and then shortly thereafter, HedgeEye was formed, um, and the retail franchise was up and running immediately. I was actually pretty important then; I was most of the revenue of the firm. Uh, now we have great colleagues like Todd Jordan and Howard and Tom and Rob, and I—I I could keep on going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, so I'm not that important anymore. Um, I still do relatively well, but um, I have been at Hedgeye, I've seen it all, I've seen all the puts, I've seen the takes, but overall, this has been just an amazing ride at the best company I've ever worked at and plan on working at for a very, very long time, even though I'm at the ripe age of 50. Uh, (laughs) I still got a lot of energy left in me.
0: Hi, Robert McGrody here, Director of Subscriber Development at Hedgeye. Join our entire research analyst team live before the market opens for deep dive investing analysis, our favorite stock ideas, and our risk manager-in-chief, Keith McCullough's macro overlay. Our team of 40-plus equity analysts discuss key market developments, trends, and our high conviction, long and short investing ideas. You will not get this granular level of insight anywhere else. A video replay, audio version, and analyst summary notes from the call are available shortly after each live show to ensure you don't miss anything. Go to hedgeeyecom forward slash research to subscribe. And tune in live to the call weekdays at 745 a.m. Eastern. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Yeah, yes, you certainly do. And that, that's awesome. So thank you for sharing that that wonderful story. It, it's very cool. And, I, and, you know, again, every day that I get, I'm here, you know, I, I keep hearing Different stories and new stories and and they're all uh quite quite amazing. But uh in terms of uh your process, Brian, you know, again, you're a seasoned vet here on the street and certainly within Hedgeye, how how is your process involved from, you know, picking either your, you know, you got quite quite the you know, keep keeps joking on the call, how how you're your rolodex, your your coverage list keeps expanding, and he's got quite quite the uh, the cherry picking in terms of from the short side. But uh, you know, I know I know you put a lot of effort into that, and I uh, would love to just for you to express kind of ha- how you um try to view your your coverage list.
1: Yeah. So look, my coverage list is everything. It is everything that touches retail globally. There's in between three and four hundred tickers, and how like where where I I kind of live is in the multi bagger world. So I'm I'm actually more long biased and which is amazing because I've got like 65 shorts on my list right now and I've got like, you know, maybe 20 longs and of those Longs easily half of them are probably shorts right now. that's how bearish I am on retail and we could talk about that a little bit um, as our conversation goes on but um, it, it on 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 old wall you're basically handed a group of 20 stocks most of them are, are investment banking clients where you're market makers in the uh, stocks and you know you have all these conflicts whereas here I can go anywhere I want to go so I look at these old wall notes that come out clients forward them over to me and you know I see like super duper strong buy 12% upside to our price target and I just like smack myself on the head I'm like if 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 I was speaking with an institutional client or a Retail Pro subscriber, and I said, hey, here's a great idea. It's going to go up by 12%. I would expect to be fired about five minutes later. Um, what 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 I want to look for are names on the long side, which are going to double, which are going to double again, and double again over a tail duration, and the same thing on the short side. I want names which are going to be cut in half, cut in half again, um, and that's really where I live. That's where our batting average is the highest. Um admittedly near term on a tactical basis over a three to six month time period, I'm extremely bearish. My expectation is that I'm going to pivot long side um, probably around somewhere between April and June. Um, And we can go through why. I just think earnings expectations are going to be radically reset far more than the bears out there even think so. Um, and then it's going to be fun because Keith won't be bullish yet. And on the morning call, you know, I'm going to be like, "Hey, I want to stop on this. I want to stop buying that," and he's going to go like, "Nope, not yet." And I'm going to be like, "Yep." this is it. <laughs> and we're going to have some pretty interesting discussions um, as uh, we go through our process. Keith and I work really, really well with one another. Um, and uh, through his pushback and my pushback, we often get to our best ideas. And uh, our best ideas, for the most part, I've had one stinker over the past year, um, but have, have, uh, have all done quite well.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, <clears throat> along those lines, uh, Brian, perhaps it could be a good segue into your Sigma model and just expanding on one, what, what, what Sigma means and, and kind of how, how you came up with it. It's, uh, I personally love it because it's very similar to kind of the, uh, the quad type model. Uh, and, and, uh, and I know Eric's got a slide that we can share in terms of kind of the, the various quadrants there, uh, for Eric, it's slide seven. Perfect buddy. Thank you. Um, so Brian, I'll pass it back to you.
1: Yeah, so the Sigma model, actually, I, I am proud to say that the Sigma model is a precursor to Keith's <laughs> quad model. <laughs> That's um, awesome. That, that the, the quad model was actually built visually off of the Sigma model, although, to Keith's credit, the intellectual property associated with how he views the quads um, was in place far before this um i so you know six of one does dozen or another who came up with it first it doesn't matter the fact is it's a great tool and we both use it very religiously what the sigma model is sigma sales inventory gross margin analysis if you understand with any retailer where sales currently are if you have an opinion based on a good research call as to where they're going, you know where the gross margins are and you know where the inventories are. I'm telling you, you know where that stock is going over a trade duration. Um, and that's why it's so important. And in 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 order to read this chart and read it effectively, you got to look at the vertical axis, which is your spread between sales and inventories. So sales growth versus inventory growth. Um, you always want to be on the upper side of that horizontal line. That means your sales are going faster than inventories. It means you're on offense. You've got uh, consumer demand that's going better than the inventory that you have to sell them. It means you have pricing power. It flows through the margins. It's where you want to live. It's a very, very good place. Um, On the horizontal axis, you've got the year-over-year change in operating margins. So where you don't want to be is in that lower left-hand quadrant, which is where you have too much inventory your sales aren't there, you're in the hole with margins, and there's literally no way out. The only way out is to go ahead, radically clear inventories, take it on the chin with margins you're probably going to the 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 path on that sigma sigma chart is going to go way up to the upper left hand corner you're going to take it on the chin with margins sometimes stocks go up in that regard because a company can then be on offense because it's no longer over-inventoried and it can actually get to a point where it builds a relationship with the consumer again to go as i said on offense with product and with margins and profitability and with ROIC. Where you never want to be is, aside from being in that lower left-hand quadrant, the reason why I, I kind of couch this is that once you're in that lower left-hand quadrant, your stock is probably already on its ass. Um, The big warning sign is when you get into the lower right-hand quadrant. That's when margins are still up, but inventories are building. That's when management teams get cocky. Um, That's where Lululemon is right now. I don't think I have a sigma on Lulu. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Um, if it's on there, maybe you want to show that, but Lululemon is at a point where inventory are building dramatically, yet margins still look relatively good. And the company's got all these sales. The company just put up a, pre- a negative, uh, pre-announcement around a conference last week, and I think they're going to miss the upcoming quarter again. This company's putting up sales like it's nobody's business, and it carries a twenty-seven multiple. This thing could go to a twenty multiple in a heartbeat. But back to the Eric fundamental. Sl- it, sorry,
0: Eric, it's slide ten, buddy. Um, there you go, perfect. Yeah, we do have it, uh, Brian, yeah, That was so, going to I was, I was going to segue to that, but you did it for me. Yeah, thanks, uh, <laughs> man. But that is yeah.
1: Lulu that is dangerous. That's a negative sixty percent spread with sales and inventories that means they have way too much stuff if you want to go buy work gear right now and knock yourself out and go to lululemon you're going to get sales you're going to get great discounts great product their product lasts a long time i'm wearing a lulu vest i'm wearing lulu pants like i love the stuff but it doesn't mean i have to like the stock um i completely divorced those fundamentals Um, versus how I feel about a stock. Feelings are dangerous. And if Keith has taught me one thing, he's taught me many things, but it's to fade my feelings. Um, So it's what I think, it's what my analysis says, uh, and it's what my very heavily data-dependent process tells me about where a company is in its sigma, Um, That leads me to forecast earnings in the upcoming one, two, three quarters. Now, I I do want to couch this in that we do have an analysis as well that I call return on net operating assets, or RNOA, which is basically a long-term view of sigma. That's something I rely on even more heavily. Robert, we can maybe have a follow-up on on yeah. on, on this and a conversation in a couple of weeks. This is how I pick multi-baggers. So with a trade duration, yeah, I'll take a forty to fifty. Percent move on the stock, either plus or minus, I call that a victory. That's kind of my threshold. Um, but on these multi years, I I want to see longs like RH, which is at about three hundred now. I think it's going to double. It's going to double. It's going to double. Um, and, and I'm not saying that once. I'm saying it's going to keep doubling. Um, so I think it's well over $1,000 stock because it's longer term. Our NOAA trend is so positive and there are so many asymmetric drivers which are going to make this stock work and work in a really, really big way. So th- the Sigma tool is very powerful. It's something I've been using for the better part of 15 years. Um, but there are easily a dozen other tools that we have in our toolbox in order to assess which way stocks are going.
0: Awesome. And just for clarification standpoint, Brian, the uh, that Q3 number that was on the Sigma industry slide, that is the uh, actually reported uh, numbers, correct, from the industry as a whole? It is, that, yes. Okay. Yes. So. so
1: so the the industry is in the doghouse right now. Um Perfect. it's in a very dangerous place and it's gonna stay there for a couple more quarters and we're gonna face multiple downward earnings revisions. And I'm not talking like nickel and diming, like earnings down, you know, five cents, ten cents, two percent, three percent. I'm talking like forty percent. Like that's how much numbers have got to come down, and I think that's going to come from. Uh, it depends on which reset uh, on which retail subsector, uh, but um, it's going to come from price mean price mean reversion, and price is coming down at a point where inventories are actually going up. That leads to margins coming down in a very, very big way, which is what we call pod two bearish. We look at what we call pods, pod one being revenue, which is a function of price versus volume, pod two being margins, a function of gross margin and sg and then pod three, which is your cash flow from operations and the company's CapEx spending and changes in working capital. So that's another tool we have in the toolbox that we monitor on a rate of change basis on both a quarterly and an annual basis in order to screen out those hundreds of stocks where there might be nothing to do. But if I could find like two or three names every quarter, which are going to move big, um, mm-hmm. and I could be on the right side of as far as I'm concerned, concerned, I'm doing my job, and I'm giving our clients what they're paying for.
2: Hi, I'm Keith McCullough, and I wanted to introduce you to my favorite product at Hedgeye, the Macro Show. Why is it my favorite product? Well, it's my show. I do that every morning. If you want to get ready for the market day, you want to contextualize all the data, you want to make good decisions, then this is what you should be watching. It's a repeatable process that you can deliberately study. Measuring and mapping time series to time series of data. So it's not going headline to headline and getting whipped around. It's actually being so much more dispassionate about it and making good decisions that are data driven. So we'd love to have you on our team. Come join us. Tune in weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern and on demand anytime. Go to hedgeye.com/slash/research to subscribe.
0: I think with uh, you know we got about ten minutes left here, and and there's one slide that uh, um, I would love to end with, Brian, and, and we can kind of you know expand a little further if we wish to. But it's really the, uh, the it's slide three, uh, General. So it's your 2022 playbook from Uncom- uncompable year to quad four recession. Uh, it really ties in well with what you were just speaking about, and I think gives the the folks at home a a good summation in terms of where we've come from in, in regards to what we you know what 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 we would call quad to environment uh, to where we are today. And obviously we're kind of awaiting or, or certainly are, have been getting a few of those Q4 earnings numbers out already. And, you know, and, and uh, a lot more are coming down the pipeline, but um, do you mind walking everybody through kind of uh, th- through the slide? yeah
1: Please. yeah sure i'd I'd be happy to um i'm 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 gonna start more towards the middle to the right hand side of the yeah. slide, which is where we live right now, which is like four look four q is pretty decent holiday sold through we got positive holiday sales reports from a lot of companies out there. Why are they positive? Because we have too much freaking inventory. The inventory will sell. When you look at soft goods like apparel, like Lulu and other companies like them, they have to sell every bit of apparel at the end of every 13-week season. Otherwise, a lot of them, they will literally burn their inventory in order to not you know, damage their brand. But we're seeing excessive discounting out there, which is going to cause earnings to come down. We've heard the sales reports for a lot of companies, but we haven't actually heard the earnings reports. And the earnings reports are going to come out in the coming weeks, and they're not going to be positive. But, and this is the big but, and this is when we start getting into like 1Q23. I say 1Q23, I mean earnings for for 1Q23, uh, that's when the consumer dries up. And we're starting to see that already. We saw retail sales miss yesterday. We saw the Red Book numbers come in uh, pretty pitifully. Um, traffic trends that we uh, watch every single day, Those have been coming down on the margin. Um, And the consumer's really running out of steam. The personal savings rate is down at 2.4%, which is cycle lows. The consumer is levered up back to pre-pandemic levels and at cycle highs at interest rates that we haven't seen in 20 years, um, which is all just very dangerous. And that's at a point where we face really difficult multi-year comps on a year-on-year basis and even on a multi-year basis and even on a versus 2019 basis. So the consumer, the, the companies don't see this coming yet. Most retail macro teams are very, or Jesus, once well, most retail management teams, not macro teams, they don't have macro teams because they don't do <laughs> macro. They read Wall Street research. that that's their source of macro. I can point to maybe two or three companies that actually read hedge-eye macro research. Guess what? They're the ones who are macro-aware, and those are the ones who are already getting down for sales down 20, margins down you know three 400 basis points for the first quarter and the first half of 2023. Um, RH is one of those, which is why I think it was the first company in. It'll be the first company out. Um, but we're going to see some major downward earnings revision. Revisions. These are not in multiples. The XRT multiple right now is at about 15. It troughs at about 12. Do you get paid here on multiple expansion? Yeah, I think you do a little bit, but I think you're really going to get paid on a big downward earnings revision. And what we're seeing is a lot of these hedge funds out there um, and a lot of long-only funds want to buy stocks. They're looking at, okay, this company just guided down a little bit. They got it out of the way. Now let's step up and buy the stock. I simply don't think that's going to play out. I think that's a fool's game. The first guide down where the stocks may trade up, may trade down, I think is not going to be the last. And we're going to see a really big one after that. Um, And that really big one is when I think the bulls, Capitulate, um, and that's when I start getting bullish on retail. So I can definitely see a real line of sight towards being bullish on retail in the back half of 2023. That's where, um, that's what I'm excited about. I, 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 like being a bull, but more importantly, I like being right, um, and the right call now today is to be bearish across retail across the board everything from your home improvement names like your lowe's your depot apparel names like canada goose and revolve helen of troy is a favorite short of mine i i, I did a presentation on that last yeah. week um so i i got a whole list uh ping robert ping uh, your your eye sales rep Um, And uh, we can get you that list of our 65 shorts that you definitely want to be riding into what this current downturn will look like. Uh, It is not going to be pretty. Do not, absolutely not be long retail right now. You're going to be in a world of hurt.
0: Yep, <clears throat> and we've been short XRT in the uh, ETF Pro since February 1st of 2022. So coming up on almost our one-year anniversary, Brian, it's been uh, it's, it's been almost a, yeah, a solid 12 months of us, uh, you know, pounding the table on on the retail shorts uh, and and really, you know, if you, from this. Uh, I get I get the pleasure of talking to you very frequently, and and from this twenty five minute thirty minute uh, conversation, uh, the uh, the thought here is uh, yeah, just keep pressing those shorts uh, until uh, until otherwise noted by Brian when when Keith and here having battles on the call, uh, likely in April May timeframe. So uh, <laughs> and and I I will also do want to just uh, note as well, Brian, you did an awesome webcast yesterday on Helen of Troy uh, with Mark. Uh, so that uh, so if you like what you heard today here, uh, please go check that web. Cast out. It was very well attended live. Uh, the replay is available as well. And uh, again, just just a couple great seasoned uh, seasoned vets there, especially on the on the on the uh, short side of things. Mark's a he- heck of a short seller, so uh, that conversation was was brilliant.
1: Yeah, Brian's turned into a pretty good short seller too, thanks. To oh Keith. yeah, Keith Keith has taught has taught me the game, and uh, I tell you, I've got fun doing it because no one on 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 our side of the business does it. You know, 85% of companies, uh, if you look at the consensus expectations, are expected to grow earnings in 2023. I would peg that number closer to 20%. So, earnings are going to be down and they'll be down a lot. Don't buy them now.
0: Brilliant. Brian, it's always a pleasure, sir. I, this is going to be the first of many. Uh, and I have a feeling, Hedge Nation, absolutely loved every moment of that. I know I did. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you on Sunday at uh, in, in Miami.
1: Awesome. Great, man. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Awesome team. Well, thanks, uh, Headshot Nation, for tuning in. And uh, we've got a beginner's guide tomorrow morning at 1130. So, uh, you know, tune in live there. The replay will be available. And uh, for those attending the Miami regional event next week on Tuesday, look forward to meeting everyone there.
2: Have a good one. Don't forget to check out Hedgeye.com to get more actionable investing insights from our team of more than 40 research analysts. And check us out on Twitter at our handle, at Hedgeye. This presentation is informational only. None of the information contained herein constitutes an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security or investment vehicle, nor does it constitute investment recommendation or legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice by Hedgeye or any of its employees, officers, agents, or guests. This information is presented without regard for individual investment preferences or risk parameters and is general, non-tailored, non-specific information. This content is based on information from sources believed to be reliable. Hedgeye is not responsible for errors and accuracies or omissions of information. The opinions and conclusions contained in this report are those of the individual expressing those opinions and conclusions and are intended solely for the use of Hedgei subscribers and the authorized recipients of the content. All investments entail a certain degree of risk and financial instrument prices can fluctuate based on several factors including those not considered in the preparation of the content. Consult your financial professional before investing. The information contained herein is protected by United States and foreign copyright laws and is intended solely for the use of its authorized recipient. Access must be provided directly by Hedgeye. Redistribution or republication is strictly prohibited. For more detail, please refer to the Terms of Service at hedge.com slash Terms of Service.